Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. We have ourselves back, me and George, today. So I'm I'm joined by George, which is fantastic. We haven't been together for at least a month, I think. So mm-hmm. this is the reunion, and obviously George is uh, several pounds leaner than the last uh, the last one we recorded. He's now got <laughs> super stripy ass as opposed to yes. slightly stripy ass. So this is good. This is good. <laughs> lovely. Um, Absolutely so, lovely. Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. And obviously this is eagerly, eagerly anticipated as always from you guys. And we really, I think George has reiterated this in a lot of his YouTube videos, but we do really appreciate every bit of support that George gets. And obviously kind of we get as a, a working partnership, I guess, in, in the sense that people are willing to follow the prep and be really invested in what George is doing. And they want to ask questions, some of them being stupid, <laughs> yep. some of them, some of them being advantageous and, and help help us both i think like they help help us think and help me think about the processes that i'm doing with george and obviously people as many eyes as we can have on george is good but ultimately you know his eye my eye working together that's the main thing that we're looking at and i think that we've made especially over the last sort of well since we last spoke really mate i think the last month has been pretty fucking pivotal if i'm honest with your prep and we'll obviously get into that get into that in a lot of detail in this uh in this update so george how's things going recently since sort of, since sort of we last spoke i think it was about three or four weeks ago if i'm honest so yeah give the guys um, sort of a little bit of a, a roundup and cover anything that perhaps you haven't maybe covered in in any of your youtube videos if there's anything you think perhaps you haven't covered as as in depth as you could do in a 20 minute youtube so I'm trying to think about what I do differently or anything, but it's it's the same old shit, same old shit, eating, training, sleeping, uh, doing the usual kind of stuff. I think, obviously, of course, one thing we identified is that I slowly started to fade like a week or two back, maybe like, like, like two weeks ago, starting to notice just my physique just looking blurry, watery, mm. um, and just, just, just ugly. Like I remember checking in with you and I was like, mate, I'm not happy with these photos this morning. I, I wasn't absolutely, either. absolutely either. atrocious. Um, like, and I know you'd always be honest with me. I was like, I look fucking shit. Like my legs normally like bang, like my legs are, they were, I ain't got the biggest legs, but they, they look, they looked way better than what they were. And I was like, what is going on here? My midsection was awful. Lower back was awful. Uh, and then you told me straight, you told me, look, this, what, what's going on here? We need to sort this out. And of course, we implemented the diet break, which like, oh my God, I've this is the best I've ever felt. Like three weeks from a show, I should automatically assume that I should be feeling dreadful, but I'm feeling probably the best I felt in this whole entire prep. And now I'm in a stage of where, you know, I come out of diet break and now we're just reversing calories. And I'm sitting here quite now, I'm sitting here now on train days eating no 3,000 calories and performance in the gym that kind of draggy feet feeling is like just gone and i'm i'm fucking I, like i don't even notice my videos i'm chirpy as anything i'm way I, can, I can notice the difference mate i watched your most recent one today and like the the power of your voice is much is much better like the yeah. the effort that your body basically like when you're on the lower food your body's just trying to save everything. Like you don't want to expend energy doing anything. So even just like voice and tone of voice, it mm. saves energy through that. Like you'll find like if you were having conversations with your girlfriend or, you know, your mum at home or something, if there was a question where you didn't have to speak and you could just use like that or that, you do that way more frequently because you just oh, yeah, don't I want to speak. Do that now. Yeah. Yeah, 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 of course you do, man. You've yeah, still got lines yeah. in your ass. You know, you're not finished yet, but... <laughs> Yeah, you notice a huge difference, and I think it's just 
just shows the power of like carbohydrate, doesn't it? Oh really? yeah, <laughs> and the feeling of just feeling like I, I, I'm so used to not feeling kind of normal that I've kind of got used to it that when I do feel different, like it just doesn't feel right. Like last like week or so, I I felt so much better with myself. I'm actually going, wow, is this what actually feeling normal? Is is that is that what it feels like? And God knows what it feels like if when I, when I have more body fat on me. Like I had someone message me going, wait till you finish all your shows and you add that additional like five pounds in body weight and you gain a bit of fluff. The difference is if you think you're normal now, you wait till you gain that extra five pounds, you're going to feel absolutely unreal. And I'm thinking, fucking hell, I'm, I'm so used to feeling in the gutters most of the time, mate, not going to lie to you. But no, this past week has been, the past couple of weeks or so, or week and a half has been really, really good for me, like the best I've ever felt. And I've always, I've always thought like, I, I love suffering. I, I've noticed that I love suffering. I'm the type of person that I want to suffer. Like I, I, I feel like, and I have clients as well, they're the exact same. They feel like when they're dieting, they need to actually suffer. Like losing weight, you don't need to suffer. I mean, of course, to get to the point I'm, I'm at, you have to suffer to some degree. Bit, yeah. But you don't need to suffer more than what you need to, if that makes sense. And yeah. I'm very much guilty of that. And you know I'm guilty of that. I'm doing more steps, more output. Yeah. When I don't need to be doing that, it's just all in your fucking brain but when you're on prep your brain goes you go nuts in your head um and it's a psychological battle mate but no honestly generally i'm, I'm really really good um best i've ever felt really uh, on this well, not best i've ever felt but on this tire prep for sure definitely yeah. um so that's pretty much it for me same old shit kind of routines in place bed by 10 o'clock getting my good eight hours sleep, doing my cardio in the morning, whatever, maybe on my steps, nice little routine in place, anything outside of my routine. I'm like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. What? Like, even if it's like 30 minutes out of my routine, I'm like shitting myself. Yeah. Um, other than that, same old shit. All good. How about yourself, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'll get into myself in a, in a sec. I actually have one question, yeah. like personal question of mine, but obviously being it. it, being at your first prep, like what would you say, is the biggest difference for you in the in the in the sort of like the magnitude of dedication and time and things like that that it's taken from comparatively from like the last diet which you did which was like I think last year you got pretty lean but in like yeah. a, a, an extended sort of mini cut thing that you just did to sort of resensitize what would you say yeah. is the biggest difference in either your mindset or the way you've approached day to day or just the task of getting as lean as you are now comparative to just sort of getting like yeah you were pretty lean like mm. on a beach on a holiday you'd stand the fuck out and people would be like wow yeah. you're, you're pretty shredded mate but what would you say is like the biggest difference from your perspective um whether it's what it takes or whether it's how you feel comparative to that it's just knowing i'm competing knowing i'm going to stand on stage and be up against people and it's it's, as well as that, it's social media now. Like people know I'm competing, so I need to fucking bring my A game as well. Like that pressure which I've almost experienced in the last like six weeks or so, with people telling me, like that's like people telling me first place, first place. I'm thinking, oh, fucking, hell, I've never stood on stage. You don't know who's going to turn up on the day or anything like that. That pressure, it does like it does fire me, and I do obviously. I'm gonna. I'm not competing just for the fucking sake of it. I want to win. I don't, I'm not coming. I don't want to come second or third. But yeah. just having that end goal now of right. I was standing on stage. I got that pressure from social media, being in that routine, nailing everything down. It's just, yeah, you can't. It, you can't. It just falls into place. You kind of get that routine deeper as you get deeper into prep. You find just routine just falls mm -hmm. into place, and you you don't want any change. And I think I think one of the best things I've learned on this prep is for sure is, is that routine needs to be in place yeah, yeah. for sure, and, and that's my biggest difference. 
I know I know your adherence like to this has been ridiculous, like crazy adherence. Mm. In the past, I know in your some of your YouTube videos, it might have been in like gaining phases or maybe even perhaps in a diet. You might be prepared to admit it. You like yeah. you did have some days where you just like refeed randomly on some like random meal and also like yeah. pick at pick at things like those little Weetabix minis that you used to have and you just chuck oh yeah a, yeah you chuck yeah. a little bit or you chuck a bit more Cadbury on your oats things like that yeah would you say that just because you're competing and you know that you're getting your ass on stage the that that's been the main change in terms of your mindset and and like not doing those kind of things. Definitely. I, I think about my competitors and I think about what you done in your prep. I think about what others do and people aren't sitting there fucking, you know, I just have a little bit of chocolate in my oats or a little bit of this, little bit of that. That's not for me. That That's not a winner's kind of mindset. If I knew if I stood on stage and gone, right, I've won this show. But, you know, last night I, or the couple of weeks ago, I was having a bit of chocolate in my oats and then I was shoving a little bit of Weetabix minis on top of my <laughs> fucking oats as well. And then, uh, you know, I was just dipping in this, dipping in mm. that. I'd be, gu- I feel guilty as shit. I'd feel guilty as shit. You know what I mean? So I think, yeah, I, I've, I've been guilty in the past of doing these like little refeeds or I, I used to have a terrible fucking relationship with food, not going to lie to you, a terrible relationship. Um, and I, I used to go off on these little stints of just eating shit and then kind of drop my food down the next couple of days to compromise for it. And it'd just be a vicious circle, which we've all done before. Um, but now obviously I've got you uh, in my corner and of course I uh, just knowing that if I stood on stage knowing I didn't suffer and give it my all I'd be gutted yeah. I'd be gutted um, and if I came you know I mean I want to stand on stage and I, right I gave it my fucking all I didn't binge I didn't eat I didn't eat all this shit I really kind of put in that groundwork and I've always said that will reward no matter yeah. what and I've I've definitely already achieved something in my personal like straight glutes like I never knew my glutes were as impressive as what they are like yeah, I'm not saying they're fucking really really impressive but they're more, yeah they're more they're more impressive than what I thought because yeah. I thought I had really small glutes yeah, as only yeah. you yeah, you told yeah, me yeah. when my first little check-in up at fitness you told me my glutes, glutes were tiny yeah I think actually my, my glutes aren't that small to be no, fair no they've held just, on wow yeah yeah really well yeah. um so yeah that, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at in regards yeah. to that and I um, think but, uh, I think yeah, the, I think that what people could take from that potentially is that having someone in your corner who you like not like not blowing smoke up my ass here, but like having someone in your in your corner who you kind of like look up to a little bit and find or source motivation from, and know that you can't lie to them, and know that you can't like get behind the back or anything like that, or do something that's off plan is huge yeah. because yeah. like I knew you from the start like I, I knew that you'd done all these things in previous diets but if I'm sat here being honest I had no concern about those things because I knew I knew you wouldn't lie to me and I knew like from the first time that you came up to Brum I was like this is someone I told Danny I even said to Danny I was like this is someone who's just going to stick to everything that I tell him to do and that's yeah. that's that's why that's why you're where you're at and you say that repeatedly and you that's why I love watching and I think a lot of people like watching your YouTube videos is because and you say it yourself. You say, oh, these are boring. They're the same shit. I'm like, that's good. That's great. Yeah. Because it's just telling people exactly what you're doing to get to where you need to be. Um, Definitely. You know, you start off the video, pretty much most videos start off with you on the stairmaster, like stepping away. Mm. And there's not a there's not a, a session that you fucking missed. And, mm. you know, I think, unfortunately, in, in today's sort of YouTube culture, there's a lot of, 
finding the fucking easiest way to do it as opposed to like doing what's necessary to get there um and that's a, a little frustrating in, in my end of things especially when you see these people having a ton of followings uh and and people turning up sort of not where they need to be on stage as a result of, of following these people yeah. um but yeah mate and um like not blowing smoke up your ass but you've done a a very very admirable job already mate and uh it's in my opinion it's only just fucking begun um yeah the show, the show has literally only just begun like we're you know very close to the first one but we've got as we were talking today quite a string of of events that could could be taking place um yeah definitely. so i think uh i'll go into a little bit of an update in my, on myself in a, in a sec not not too much has gone on um but uh one of one of my sort of thoughts right now with with george actually just to sort of give a bit of background on where i'm at with george so, so obviously we're checking on tuesday anyway but sort of some of my current thoughts is that whilst we're at a position where we're trying to sort of bring down as many stresses as possible, one of the remaining stresses that we're dealing with at the moment is your expenditure because um, you are pushing very, very hard. Like, I don't think I don't think a lot of people realise how how difficult level 12 on the Stairmaster is for 30 minutes. I don't think people realise how difficult that is um, no. unless they've tried it, which not many people have. Like, trust me, like, I've tried level 11 for 30. That's, that's like, my max threshold. I know how hard going up another level is. So I know how taxing that session is for you. Um, so yep. I think the next step that I'll be making with George most likely is not necessarily removing cardio in the sense of pulling it away completely. That most likely won't happen. Um, but actually just removing down the intensity a little bit and actually pulling him back down some levels. Um, and I know that that will psychologically be a bit hard for George to do, but yeah. it will be very beneficial from potentially bringing back a little bit more, even more life to his legs because I actually believe that there's still, I think there's still a lot more detail in your legs that's potentially hidden by some of that swelling and soreness that you're creating by basically being fucking Mo Farah most mornings, mate. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's realistically like, you know, it's been amazing in terms of achieving fat loss. It's worked really yep. well for you. And I think the people that poo-poo the Stairmaster often turn up out of shape uh, on mm -hmm. stage and, and just use the structure filters to, to try and make themselves look like they are in shape. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but we can't say that too often on air because we'll just <laughs> get outed by all the people that send all of... Uh, all of our stuff to them so um but we're allowed to have a fucking opinion so um but anyway just work for work for george in terms of his expenditure and actually yeah. uh it's worked for your logbook as well funnily enough mate because you you all your lower body lifts have either been mostly retained or actually the pendulum has been been progressed you've dropped off a bit on the hack um yep. but you you like everything else from a leg development standpoint has has held and like we talked about you I think if anything, maybe even the stairs has added some glute tissue at some point during Lit your prep. Um, literally, what I was going to say. <laughs> I, I they, believe they, they've stayed, haven't they? I believe. Yeah, literally, what I was going to say. I, I believe that the stairmaster has actually contributed to as why. why I'm, I'm not saying my legs are the greatest, of course, and not the greatest. But I do believe it's contributed to to um, to, to my leg development over this prep. A and lot a lot of people, I do I do get a lot of questions going, George, how can you do level 12 on the Stairmaster 30 minutes, no hands? I could probably do level 13 if I'm honest I with you. you. Could, yeah, I, yeah. I, I probably definitely could push that. But guys, you need to remember that I have been prepping since January. I've been doing Stairmaster <laughs> yeah. at least three or four times a week since January. If I can't oh, do it by now, I'd yeah. be fucking worried. Yeah, so yeah. it takes time. It yeah. takes time. Like, I remember starting off at level eight, absolutely dripping in sweat, dying. Yeah. And your lower you back know, was I, fucked as well. Yeah. Like, I, I had yeah. to hold on at, yeah. at the beginning of yeah. my prep. 
Uh, and now you, the more you do it, the better you get it. And just you, you'll find that your fitness will get better, your endurance get better. And like I said, the more you do it, the more you just just get on with it, and it just gets easier. Um, but like I said, I've been I always tell people. Remember, I've been doing this for six, seven months now. If I couldn't do it by now, I'd be fucking worried. So again, if you start now, give it six months, you'll be you'll be where I am in regards to the stamina. I'm not bigging myself up because it's not really some. I guess it's something to be proud of. But yeah, I don't mind doing. Oh, I don't good, mind man. doing cardio, mate. I fucking enjoy it. No, like, like you said on your same. Instagram this morning. Yeah, you, you enjoy it. Yeah. You enjoy it. Like yeah, always learn something new. Um, yeah, and I think it's something we'll keep in for your off season as well because it's it, it for us as well. Like it's it's a time of the day where we kind of get out get out of our own space a little bit um, outside of just going to the gym, you know. And it's that opportunity like we talked about on our, your YouTube video, and my um, my Instagram story about yeah. just like that opportunity for self development where you can't do you can't do fucking programming or a check in on the stairmaster it's impossible no way. <laughs> like you no. but you can watch a youtube video or you can listen to an audiobook or you know I, I actually got that originally i don't know whether you followed matt when he was prepping but i watched like all of matt ogus's preps um like the the muscle mayhem preps like even the ones like way back in like 2014 i watched all of them um his most recent prep like you should bring him up that you'd like them um yeah. bring up his old videos like he's i think he called it like august 2.0 or something his old prep those vlogs were insane like they were very good dude and they got like thousands thousands of views um oh, really? they were probably, some of his best vlogging was when he vlogged his like 2.0 prep um oh, really? so definitely yeah, yeah def- definitely check it out watch it when you're on the stairs or something um i, I, I used to I, I watch sometimes your i'm pre-work i don't know why but i've watched your boston bound <laughs> so, uh series so basic, isn't it? i've watched it like three times it's uh, very basic but i've watched that like three times because i don't know why i just relate to it so much more now i bet you like, when i was I like, when did. i when i watched it when you was doing the worlds I, I i was just watching it but now i can actually sit there and go fuck like I relate to it. It motivates me like fucking crazy. I don't know all why. All the same mannerisms will be in those videos, yeah. man. Like I relate the way to that exactly I speak, everything will be so similar because you're just the same dugout feeling of like yeah. energy living absolutely in the gutters. But yeah, yeah no, was, that was, was a fun was, to make. There was one part of it which uh, made me laugh. I watched it last week and it was like, today is, what day is it? <laughs> and you didn't even edit out. You're sitting there for like 15 seconds. Ah, oh. Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday. I'm thinking, oh my god, like <laughs> it's exactly the same. I relate to it so much. But if yeah. I was sitting there, I was thinking this geezer's. If I was sitting there a year ago watching, I was thinking this geezer's fucking clueless. What's Off going on? Fucking nut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I relate to it so much more now, which is great. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I agree. Um, but see, so, so yeah. Speaking about me for 20 minutes or so now. So tell tell us about yourself. Tell us about that Apple Watch as well. I want to oh, know yeah, about. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. So yeah, for anyone who's on YouTube, I've got an Apple Watch I'm showing to the screen. So, so yeah, I um, I'm good, by the way, mate. So I have obviously now done five weeks of mini cutting. So I'm in my last week. This will be my last week coming up prior to going on holiday. So it kind of worked how I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it pre-holiday anyway. One to just like feel a little better when I went away Um, and also because it just was timely it needed to be done anyway and Danny was doing one um, and obviously for some reasons Danny is not continuing her mini cut which I think is really really like a good good choice Um, and any females listening like definitely please do follow Danny her her Instagram is just at Danny Bosworth 
and she's going through a period of basically trying to recover some some health markers nothing nothing super serious um mm. but ones that she wants to make sure that are in place for for 2020 and her ability to prep being very good because i think a lot of females listening to this will just push regardless of their situation and that's poor poor negligence on the coach in my opinion and also the female themselves i mean ultimately it's down to the females themselves like if you know you have an issue and you're not willing to correct it or uh, say no to something like for example like danny wants to prep in 2020 more than fucking anything um so she'll do whatever it takes including dropping training frequency volume etc uh to get there you know so she, she, she she's a prime example of someone that's a, like without blowing smoke up her ass like a very very fucking good athlete because that's what makes an athlete someone who's purely focused on the end goal so focused on the end goal that they're willing to do less to get there as yeah. well as doing more um which i think is far like not not enough not enough seen in the industry um and that's something mm. i think is is learn over experience i mean mate i'm very similar to you so you know me telling you like about like doing more and things like that i'm the type that would just do more you know and more and more and more and, and try and get away with more and more and more and something i need to learn about being an athlete is is when to do less and when to back off and Sometimes you learn your lessons the hard way and things like that, which I certainly have yeah. already in a few instances. But anyway, I'm, I'm going on about talking about someone else when I'm meant to be talking about myself. So <laughs> not very good at it. Uh, so uh, yeah, mini cut almost is done. Um, my weight really hasn't moved over the last like week and a half, to be honest. It's really stayed the same, but I have been waking up quite a lot earlier. And I, yeah, I know this myself that when I start waking earlier, I'm going to be heavier. Like, I'm not eating my last meal super early. I mean, in prep, mate, we were discussing this in your last check in, in prep, I was eating my last meal at, like, half six and then, yeah. like, finishing meals by half six. I just... I can't fathom doing that at the moment. It just doesn't make sense to me. But at that point, it was, like, the only way I could get through the day. Like, my meal timings were were 10 a.m. Was, was meal one on prep and then meal... Meal two pre-workout was like half 12. Then I'd yep. have my intra during training and I'd be back home by about half four. I'd have my post-workout around about half four, five. And I'd do a half an hour treadmill walk about half an hour after that. It's my evening, my PM walk. And then straight after that, I'd be pre- preparing like the last meal, which would be the egg whites, courgette and the egg whites with the paprika smoked paprika and, and the oats and and i have that like half six seven watch watch an episode of suits and go to bed like that was the routine yeah. it was just like clockwork um obviously I had a lot less clients back then because the the ability to work around that schedule was just like i had like a slot that that very and i'm sure you're the same right now like that very early morning slot um that was the most productive uh, and i see like both you and Bridgman taking advantage of that now and I'm like yep that's the way it works like your <laughs> your alertness your at your cognitive function in the morning during prep is actually something quite nice like you feel almost there's some days where you just feel like shit and you're just like well I've yeah. fucked everything's gone down the drain you can't do shit can't focus on anything and that's normal but there's some mm. days where you actually feel like quite fucking euphoric like the feeling of like immense like fatigue and hunger actually just creates a crazy feeling of like really wacky focus and mm. you feel like you're on like some sort of drug, something in the morning. You just yeah. crack through a load of work, 
and you're like super super productive you said it in one of your videos you're like after a good session you 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 got this like what random feeling of adrenaline and you just got mm. loads of shit done um i remember so many days like that and then so many days where you feel like complete crap so mm. but yeah so yeah. Anyway, on the topic of weighing in earlier, so yeah, weighing in earlier a little bit and and just sort of experiencing no real scale weight loss. But I took like a like obviously I put up most of my photos on um, Instagram the other day and uh, notably leaner I think in in most areas and it's just nice to see that you know like for example mate like I weighed the lowest I've weighed in the mini cart was like one morning at like eight thirty nine a.m. at like one seventy nine that's the lowest I've weighed so far. And last mini cart, I got down to like 169. And the mm. aim for this mini cart was like mid, mid 170s, which I, I don't think I'm even going to make. But that's, in my opinion, I, th- I think that's kind of a good thing. Because if it, if it means that I'm like in a position like right now where, you know, I've got fairly visible abs and, you know, some quad detail, um, you know, my back's looking relatively lean. It's not lean by any means, but it's relatively lean. Um, and I'm like, I weighed in at like 182 this morning, you know, at like 5.30 in the morning. Um, and, and to have that kind of body composition at this weight is like, un, like it's, it's unforeseen for me, mate. Like the mm. last last prep, I, I started at this, this body weight and it was fat. It was like, yeah. it was legit fat. It was like no detail at all. Um, and uh, it just gives me confidence that I think at starting at this body weight would mean that probably have about 30 pounds to lose to get into into pretty decent condition and maybe 35 to get it absolutely all off um yeah so that that's good and that's obviously given me the perspective on things like you know obviously in my head it would be then there's lots of people that say on instagram oh push to 200 like 200 is this like fucking magical number that somehow grants you more muscle mass well, great. If I push to 200, I won't make stage condition. And that's not going to win me anything, is it? So I think thinking a bit more sensibly and, and, and probably the, the, the rest of the year will look like taking my body weight up back up to where it was just nice and steadily and getting calories mm. nice and high again and having some really productive training because training was productive at like 190-ish. The only issue, the only issue I think was aerobic fitness, like aerobic capacity. I think I just neglected that a little bit too much and, you know, resting heart rate was climbing, fitness was, was, was getting really bad and therefore after a session I was wondering why I just couldn't eat. The reality was I just, just my my aerobic capacity wasn't good enough to bring my heart rate down a baseline fast enough for me to regain appetite that's basically mm. why my appetite stalled and i think it's a lot of the reasoning why keeping some form of aerobic work in as much as people say oh well it takes away from your ability to perform volume well if you can't eat volume's going to go do shit because you can't get your food in so you're not going to grow yeah. regardless so yeah. yeah i think that the goal now will be realistically take body weight up to like 190-ish. Again, make 190 look better, of course. And then hopefully by that point, it'll be sort of Christmas time. And then I'll sort of like assess as to whether doing like a January short diet to 180 um, would be good. And then once I've done that January short diet to 180, I'd probably use February to maintain. And then I'll start my prep. Uh, March, which is what I kind of did last time anyway, but starting fatter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that's realistically the goal, mate. And and obviously, I go on holiday pretty much this time in a week ish. I go holiday yeah. not not this coming Tuesday, but the one after. Um, and then I get back. I get back literally Tuesday of your uh, your first peak. 
Um, so I will be fucking fresh mentally and physically to be... Because I did it on purpose this holiday. I made sure that I was taking a break from... Because what I'm basically doing is, besides my contest prep athletes, um, all of my other clients that are non-contest prep are not checking in. So I'm doing basically a week of very, very little work. So I can focus in on what I've got to do because these next months are big like they're big fucking months I have to make them count so I have to be on it um like making really good decisions being fresh mentally um I'm probably going to take a a, a a form of a deload across the holiday as, the, as well so I'll probably do like two yeah. to three uh sort of more fluffy full body workouts because I need a deload anyway mate like today's a mm -hmm. rest day and I'm like, yeah, like this week. I don't feel it. This week is gonna be hard, kind of thing. But yeah. I'm gonna do it because it's one more week, and I'm just gonna be really careful with my warm ups and touch wood, I won't get injured. I mean, I was feeling more injured two and a half weeks ago than I'm feeling now, so that's a good thing. Mm. Um, <laughs> more injured, great. Um, so yeah, but that's that's the plan. And then obviously, yeah, on the holiday, I'll still be checking in with like contest prep athletes because they just need their updates. And, you know, you need your update. Every, every contest prep athlete needs their update. Um, and then going into your peaks, like we discussed today, it will be a fa fairly simple process for you because we won't really be doing much, um, especially no. for your first few. We won't really be manipulating much at all. We'll just be making sure that we've got the balance between uh, the right amount of muscularity, fullness, um, and obviously that hard dry look, um, in my opinion, like off the top of my head, just like I'm throwing like things in my head right now, but what I think might be the best approach is actually running like, you know, obviously your normal, normal week, but making sure, sure that we have a rest day, just one day out and running a rest day diet as a control day, that one day out, because you've looked so far your best, I think combination of fullness and dryness and hardness just that day after a rest usually like you look just very crisp and you know that fatigue is a little bit lower and just like it's just a really crisp look but not flat like that was the look yeah. the other day that you posted in the, the google photos um so i think that would probably be the look that we'll go for and then if that's not right then we'll just do something different the next time um <laughs> and uh you'll probably like we we talked about today as well like following Literally, George will, I'll probably have George literally like wake up like it's another day. So wake up and if that means get in his morning steps, he'll do his morning steps to increase like blood volume and, you know, get some uh, oxygenated blood to tissue and uh, get his like get his posing done in the morning as he normally would get normal hydration in normal meal one like everything normal like literally just wake up like a normal day um the only thing that we just keep an eye on is fluid and making sure he's not having too much so he's not distended um fruit and well not fruit because we're going to discuss that in a bit um but veg <laughs> veg will be down a little bit and just making sure that we prioritize keeping the midsection really really tight because midsection is something we've struggled with a little bit haven't we in terms of just not not like just connecting with it and also just it like sticking out a little bit in poses yeah. um just because i think that's something that we maybe need to assess in the off season in terms of just developing the core um maybe yeah. it's just not um, thick enough yet but we'll see i i know the exact reason why where i'm wearing a belt yeah where potentially potentially guilty. Yeah. I'm, I'm very guilty like the other day, I did uh, the, the pendulum and the hack squat without a belt on, mm. and my my midsection after doing that set was fucking like I'd done a, a set of ab crunch. I woke up next day, my midsection was sore. Yeah. 
Yeah, from, interesting. And, yeah, I, I know. I I know exact exact reason why. I've been relying on that fucking belt, and I yeah. told myself this week. Uh, this week of training, I didn't use my belt once. I know because there was a, there was a time where you were even wearing it on like push, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah with you, yeah, yeah, good, yeah. Yeah, yeah and once you start relying on it, it's kind of like one of those things that you just start needing. Like, started wearing it. wrist wraps and stuff like that. And I, I mean, I don't really need wrist wraps. I don't know why I'm wearing it. So I thought, fuck, I'm going to take them off. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Relying on things like that. And you constantly just, the more you rely on that stuff, you know. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's, yeah. it's a dead end, you know. Once, yeah, once you start really sort of like creating a reliance tool on things like that, you are getting yourself into a bit of shit, I think. Um, but yeah, agreed. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, but with your mini cut and stuff like that, I, I definitely think when it comes to like CV work or something, you always, what you always find is that you always learn, when you go back in your surplus, you'll always learn something new for your deficit. Yes. And yes. when you're in your deficit, you'll always learn something that you can implement into your surplus. So I always make sure that I'm aware, like CV work is definitely something which I want to try and keep in it within my surplus because just generally like my health and just like my breast and heart rate, I feel amazing. Very like you're very this, fit this is right the, now. Yes. Like my breast and heart rate is like low forty, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. fucking Very crazy. Good. Very good. And just little bits and bobs like that. If that can help in any particular way in my surplus, then then brilliant. So always take a note of what you have learned in your deficit that you can implement in your surplus, and vice versa when it comes to deficit. Um, but yeah, yeah, I can. Um, yeah. Again, with body weights as well. Like I know you set yourself out like with the body weight goal of being a like hundred mid mid one hundred seventy five pounds or wherever it was. Mm. Um, I, I I I get clients come to me and say, look, I want to get to this particular weight, and I think, yeah, it's great having that goal, but you'll be surprised how much can change in such short periods of time. That's why I never set weight goals for yeah. for clients anything like that because you'll be surprised. Like with yourself, you look better. Well, you look like right now. Like I wouldn't go any lighter if right. I was yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah what is the point yeah. there's no point so it's, exactly. it's, it's crazy how people set set, set yourself body weight goals and i can understand from a motivational standpoint but so much changes in such a short period of time oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but i'm telling me i'll be on stage in mid 130s that's another like not gonna 50. happen not gonna happen man not gonna happen. The, the the crazy thing that i think is the most one of the most shocking things about your prep is like i thought you'd have to lose so much more than what you've actually lost like when you put up a photo and you like yeah, I think you said the weight difference, like it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't look normal. It does not look normal at all. Like it looks like you've lost way more than you've actually lost. Um mm. I think maybe that's down to partial partially at play. Like obviously, like I know like it would be nice to say that you maybe built some muscle and things like that, but I think the reality is partially it's it's down to your height and the fact that, you know, you are comparatively to someone taller you're gonna lose less so that's one of the things that's playing a role in the fact that it's not so much of a shocking weight loss as someone who would be taller you know i'm gonna have i'm gonna have guys on stage like i've got one of my clients like jermaine who's like you know he's still a good way off he's like 10 15 pounds off if we can get it off him and he's already lost 40 pounds you know and i i I told him it's gonna be like a 50 pound prep and I was like, you better fucking fasten your seatbelt, kiddo, because this is going to be, like, biggest loser kind of shit here. Like, this is going to be tough. But um, but he's done it. Like, he's, he's got his head down and done it. But, you know, losing that amount of weight is, is not the best way to do a contest prep. Um, you know, you, you want to be losing a, a, an appropriate rate, but, you know, not, not that much. It's just dragging performance off you, and it's also dragging you through the gutters as well. It's really making the process very, very hard. 
Um, that, that's one yeah. thing which I've learned. If I if I do my next prep, I want to start in a in a fairly le- not lean not leaner leaner, but I want to start in a leaner position so I don't have to prep so long. Yeah, I think, that would yeah, be the I, think I think I think a shorter prep would probably be the thing that I would say that yeah. probably would be the the best option for you next time. Um, yeah. I think. And would you agree with it, yourself as well, based upon your your? Yeah. Forty, what nine week prep wasn't it? Yeah, well, in total, yeah. I, I think if, yeah. if if I was to say like, I think I don't ever want to show up at any show like out of condition at all. So I think for a first show, I'd still look at doing at least twenty, at least twenty, if not close to twenty five. And then the yeah. thing is, it's, it just depends how many you string together. So if you string together, you know, like a qualifier, a British, a Worlds, and then you. That amount of time is it's just crazy. Um, trying to string together those shows. I mean, for most people, even trying to string together enough momentum to get to a British is is tough psychologically. Like, you do your first show, you get a bit of momentum, and you're like, fuck, like six weeks to the British, seven weeks to the British. Um, but, uh, you know, it is what it is, mate. You know, like, unfortunately, the way the season has worked out, unless you want to show up out of shape at a qualifier, you've got to kind of be quite lean for a quite a long period of time, and that's going to take probably quite a lot of time of dieting as well, um, which you're going to experience. You know, your your prep in total is going to be over 40 weeks in length. Um, you know, and, and that's that's a long time in a deficit for sure. Of course. Um, but, you know, with food up now already, you're putting yourself in a great position at this point. Um, it's just It's just, okay, we don't know how the body's going to respond over the next two months or so um hmm. we can we can only we can only some, just go by what 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 we see and, and make the mess yeah. make the best out of it because you find some people just get worse they just fade just yeah. no matter how much food you put them on no matter how what the protocol you put in place some people just just fade 100%. and that's and that's, that's how it, it kind control. of is what it is yeah it is yeah. what it is but with performance yeah. like performance in your logbook is normally the sign of the fade um, and also very much so is, is adherence too. So you'll find a lot of people that fade actually fade because they're doing it to themselves. Like after every show, they'll go out and eat a huge meal yeah. and they'll gain like five, six pounds and they'll have to work that five or six pounds off, which is just every time you do that, you're just working off more muscle mass because you've gained no muscle mass out of pushing up that five, six pounds. You've gained yeah. like purely water and body and body fat, um, definitely some body fat. And then you're just pulling it off again with the same amount of muscle. So you're going to have to sacrifice some more muscle fullness and, and actual muscle tissue to get it all off again. Um, so it's a very, very sort of frustrating process when people do that. And I tell clients time and time again, if you overeat and you go up in the scale weight, you're going to look continually worse for the rest of the season. And that's your choice. It's like on you. Um, so as long as the client realizes that it's on them and it's yeah. their fucking mistake if they look shitter for the rest of the year, then that's fine. Um, yep. You know, can I just have a Nando's with my family? Yeah, cool. Like, just have a Nando's. And Nando's turns into something else all the fucking time. The best, the best people that I've prepped this year are the people that I've just gone hard, gone like told to go home and have their usual last meal. That's 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 what the the best thing. Or go home and like have. As like I know it sounds ridiculous, but has have as many oats as you want because let's say you go out for a meal with your family. Like even if you go for like a you know a deep like let's say you go for like a no bones platter or something at Nando's and you like like that's like a thousand calories. Go home and try and eat 
try and eat a thousand calories from the moats. Like, I know that you think you could, but you'll get halfway through that bowl and you like you won't be able to stomach it. Your stomach will explode. So you're not going to overeat crazily on something like oats, um, like oats and a load of fruit or something like that. You're just not going to overeat on it. Um, yeah. So I think focusing on on creating a, a post show plan if the goal is to do plenty of shows is. Issues yeah. that that's probably the reason why I was able to hold on to my yeah. look for as long as I did. Um, it's because every show that I did, I came home and I just went straight back on plan, straight back on plan, straight back on plan. Yeah. And and loads of people gave me shit for that. I got loads of shit for it. Um, yeah. Why aren't you going out for a meal? Why aren't you going out for a meal? Go out for a meal with your family. I'm like fuck off. Like I'll go out for a meal when I'm done. I wasn't <clears> done yet. Was not finished. Um, and it, it seems to be this sort of tradition um for, for people to go out for this crazy meal per show um and it's just it's just it's just not needed um if you want to do more shows that is yeah yeah i agree i agree people always ask me what are you gonna eat post post show and stuff like that. i just I want a bigger bottle of oats yes. a bigger bottle of oats. that's all i want perfect get perfect. back to it like yes. you know i'm competing in three weeks time i can't i'm not going out for a fucking meal when I'm competing the following weekend, no, I'm going straight back onto plan. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going home, going to bed. Uh, you know, I've, I'm not thinking about any of that shit until I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to a point in the way you've been prepping so long that shit don't you? Don't, you don't, I don't sit here and crave pizza. Yeah, we're nice. Yeah, it'd be lovely. But I don't sit here and crave because I'm so used to eating the same old shit all the time that you just get on with it. You're used to it, yes, you know. Yes, you yes. don't sit here and crave that type of shit anymore, unfortunately. Exactly. Um, exactly. But yeah. Yeah, perfect. Should we should we answer some questions? I mean, we've got about like twenty minutes yeah. left, but we'll yeah, answer some. Oh, we forty minutes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna try and get. I've got them up right in front of me, so I'll go first. So, okay. uh, Christian asks, one gym in the UK that you'd train at for the rest of your life. If you could choose one gym, what would you train at for the rest of your life? I know exactly where I'd train, but you let me know. Uh, I'd probably train at. Flexor time. Yes, yes, yeah. good. We were, yes. When I was up there, it was so good. So like, good, so good. It's There's such a, a shit out, but it was just so good. It's, it's just, just that's what I feel. love. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just, honestly, yeah, especially with the smash glass and we were just walking around in our barefoot and we're thinking, yeah. God, they've got like, yeah, someone's eight. shot like a shotgun through these bloody windows. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, it's just great. When I went in there, it was just so great. Uh, flexor time for sure is definitely where I would... Um, it's definitely, yeah. yeah uh, if any of you guys haven't been to Flex and Tone, get yourself there. Like, make it a, a box tick kind of thing. You have to go. Uh, so fucking good. Okay, so Cameron asks: After cutting phase, how much would you increase calories by when transitioning into a bulk? Oh, Jesus. Well, obviously, it's like a crazy individual, but I would say that usually it looks anywhere between like so a mini cut into a gaining phase. Um, for me, the mini cut's been so aggressive in its nature that I'll have to do at least a 700 calorie jump to get into at least maintenance or a surplus. Um, at mm. least, at least, it's probably looking more like a thousand calories to be honest. So, yeah, if you've, it depends on how harsh you've gone with the deficit and how big, how sorry, how how hot, how severe the mini cut deficit is to comparatively to how much you're going to have to increase calories but i'd say like obviously the the whole goal with the mini cut has been to like resensitize and get yourself back into a position where you can gain so you need to think about almost doing a bit of more of a conservative approach than you would with a post-show period because post-show is not about getting sensitive it's about 
getting the fuck out of way what the hole you've created yeah so it's, it's about getting actual body fat on like quite fast whereas the mini cut the last thing you want to do is get body fat on faster because you'll just be mini cutting again so yeah i'd say i'd say be a little bit more cautious than you would be like post show so um depends on your size and how much of a deficit you created but just bump your calories up by anywhere between 500 and 800 calories and see what the scale does and just go from there and again like every question like this it's like you know, you just react with the scale. You don't don't do anything else. Just just use the scale as your main sort of data collection tool and, and react react accordingly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Cool. Um, I have a question from Sandro who asked, "Not seeing George eat any fruit, just wonder why he doesn't include it in his diet." I know your situation oh. with fruit, and I, I know I know your opinions on fruit. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, I've never been keen on fruit. Actually, I, know, I tell yeah. you what. I bought a packet of blueberries the other day yeah. and I sprinkled about 50 grams of it on top of my 50 grams. Of, and I looked and I saw this seven grams carbs. And I was thinking seven grams for 50. Like I just looked at it and I was just like, no, like that's seven grams. I just don't want to waste on bloody blueberries. <laughs> and I took a, I thought I'd have one. So I weighed out one and just tracked it as one. I was just like, no, just no. Like Put it straight in the bin. I was like, no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, this I'm is something fuck. we have to work on in your off season. Like, We'll yeah. have to slowly introduce some some good fruits into your diet and try and make you like them in some sort of way. Um, but now, obviously, like you know, you're getting such a diversity of of, of vegetables in. I'm not particularly worried. Um, it would be nice to see a bit of fruit in the diet, just like it was very. It was like mind blowing when Thorburn put some like twenty grams of mixed berries on his cream of rice. Yeah. I was like, whoa, <laughs> mind blowing. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I I on the other hand are like a massive fruit fan. Like like yeah. uh, like on a rest day, for example, like today, like I've like no word of a lie, I've had over way over a kilogram of fruit um, because like that's this like for me, it's like my main, pretty much my main carb source on a uh on a rest day it's like legit it's my carb source but the thing is mate like okay so this is the way i see it i'll just pull it up on my fitness pal so like so you're having oats yeah which like might be i don't know let's say you have 100 grams of oats it's like anywhere between like 65 70 carb yeah so if you have 400 grams of blueberries 400 fucking grams of blueberries which is a lot um Mm. Like especially frozen blueberries, not 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 like not just fresh because fresh don't taste good, man. Like you need to get frozen; it's much better. That's thirty six grams of carbs. So thirty six yeah. grams of carbs of four hundred grams worth of fruit, and it like it like obviously it's fibrous as well, so it actually really fills you up. So mm. that for me is like a, a game changer. But uh, if you don't enjoy fruit, the best no, way I don't enjoy it. The best way to probably same, just get it in is like using something like dynamic fruits and greens or something, just yeah. so you're maybe covering some phytonutrients and antioxidants you might be missing as a result of just getting veg in. Um, yeah, I've never been keen on it. Not gonna lie, I'm saying that I haven't been spontaneous. It's just you know you don't know if you're gonna like it or not, so you don't really kind of. Some fruits I look at, I think no, I ain't gonna like that. It's mm. just having the bollocks to actually try. And I think sometimes I, I remember back in the days where I actually didn't even used to like oats. Uh, and the more wow. I had it, the, the 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 nicer they got. And I think it might be a case of the more you have it, the, the nicer it may be. But whilst I'm on prep, I don't want to start implementing different foods. And you know, I'm scared if I'm going to have a reaction to it, man, or anything like that. I just want to keep it. I've been reaction doing the same to old a shit, banana, man. Yeah, I, I've had the same <laughs> yeah, old shit banana, for 20 weeks. I remember I used to hate bananas. Banana, gag. 
but uh, yeah, I, I don't mind. But it depends on the actual banana, whether it's people put like the hard green shit in a like you know when the banana's green, that's disgusting. Yeah, uh, people do that. Okay, so my client, my, it's actually my client Reese. He asked, "Sports and R I R I answered this in my last podcast. Skip it. Okay. Yeah, I answered that in my last podcast. How do you gain? How do you regain lost motivation from Elliot Roy one? How do you regain lost motivation? Yeah, how do you gain? Yeah, lost motivation. Uh, well, I think it's important to realise that we all go through phases of, of lacking motivation and lacking drive. Like it's not like we're all internally mm-hmm. or externally motivated all the time. But I'd say sometimes taking yourself out is a little bit of a good thing. Like taking yourself out of of the thing that you're not motivated for anymore. You know, for, like for me, for example, like. No, I love, I absolutely love like my clients and I love the check-in process and I love everything about it. But when I was doing it non-stop, like seven days a week, I kind of got like a bit, I dread some days, like when it was really busy and I knew that I had to be very focused the whole day. Um, I kind of dread some of those days and I started to realize that that's not a good thing. So I made sure that Saturdays now, like I literally do two check-ins in the morning, that's it. That's it. That's all I'm done. Um, and that's a super, super low check-in day for me. But I, yeah. I used to have days where I'd have no check-ins at all um, because that's the way that I'd split my clients. But now I don't have the feasibility to do that, and that's fine. But like motivation on that side of things, I think it's you know, important to take time off. Um, likewise for training, you know, like taking days off and deloading is, is very important for motivation. I think that's why I think you as well, when you're in the off-season, we do deload you. Um, we... We'll take the days off approach because I think going you going to the gym and deloading is just a no go. Like it's just not going to happen. Um, it's just not not fun for you, and you don't. It'll actually drive down motivation more than more than raise it. I think I when I deload like that in the typical manner, like reducing volume, reducing work sets. Ah, oh, it's just horrendous. Like oh, I, yeah. just, I want to get out of there immediately, and I don't want to. I, I I don't. Like, all I want to do is just train hard, and I just, just, just can't do it. Um, and that kind of answers the RIR question. Like, if I was to train and have a, a prescribed amount that I had to leave in the tank that day, I just I wouldn't want to go. Um, bottom line, I just wouldn't want to be in there. No chance. No, yeah. no chance to be going. Um, and I know that everyone says it's still hard training, but it's not. It's not like it's not training to me. Like that's yeah. not. It doesn't define training to me. Like it's not not training. That's not training um at all and i know that fatigue management is very important i'm very aware of that um but for me i just just can't fathom going in for a session and and not absolutely giving it everything that i've got and i'm sure you are the same um so it's this it's the same that applies to sort of motivation levels when the when they're low when they're low it's just okay cool see you later jim i'll be back in a bit (laughs) yeah like how motivated are you after like when I take a rest day like today, like how excited are you to get back into the gym tomorrow oh, just massive, by having mate. one day off? Can't wait! Can't Huge. fucking wait! <laughs> yeah, yeah. One day, but, that's like when you takes. do, and we're yeah, both like, in deficits, the... you know. Yeah, but that third day of you training in a row, you're kind of like, nah. Yes. Motivation ain't as yes, nowhere near as high. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. As well as that, the motivation I've always said: just set yourself a fucking goal. Like so many people don't know what what their goal is they haven't got a goal in mind what is the short-term media so just write down what you want to achieve and just find 
you know, a direction or find pathways in order for you to get to that goal. So, right, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I found that that's worked for me. That definitely helped me at uni uh, when it comes to just getting just motivation to go and do the work. If I knew I had a plan in place, mm. I was more motivated to do it, if that makes sense. Yes, um, so absolutely. That's what I, what I would recommend as well, as well as, you know, taking a little bit of time off the gym and almost, you know, as soon as you take four or five days off the gym, fucking hell, how much do you want to go back? That's uh, like ridiculous. Say, yeah, it's ridiculous. Even one day for me, I want to go back. It's mad. Um, yeah, so hopefully that answers your question. I'll take another one. Is George still smoking cannabis this deep into prep? No. No, good no. idea. Because it's not yeah, great. Yeah, be on the safe side. Yeah, be on the safe uh, side. Excuse, I'm taking CPD oil. But, it's fine. It's fine. The, um, only issue is, right, the only issue with uh, cannabis and uh, natural bodybuilding, in my, in, from what I know with WADA, is uh, directly prior to or in the night prior to a polygraph. That's it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just wouldn't. But you're not gonna have a polygraph until the British finals, so you're fine. Yeah. Um, well, there's another one. Will you continue to coach George in the off season? I think I know the answer to this. Pretty sure. Yes, I've answered that before. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, I've never been coached in the off season before, so I think it will work well for at least at least a bit until you're you're happy to take the range yourself. And for as long as you yeah. want to be coached by myself and learn from me and adapt principles, and obviously, like even throughout this prep, like we've gone back and forth with things, haven't we, son? So in the off season, we'd do the same. It wouldn't be like a, oh, just do this. It would be like okay, let's go back and forth a little bit and, and find something that works. Yeah, yeah. Um. If you could both change something about the bodybuilding industry, what would you do? What would you do? Mm, that's a really good question. I actually don't know. I um, think I'd have more... I, I, I'd like people to be more honest and I'd like people to be more realistic in some aspects as well. Like, what what really like, sort of angers me is when people get very unrealistic about what they will do or confirm that they will do when in reality like you know they need to be a little bit more level-headed with realism because the fake side of that and the reality of them saying they'll do all of these things is detrimental in so many ways because it's like confirming that they will do something like vision is great like having a visualization having an end goal and having having something you're working towards is fantastic and even saying what you potentially want to achieve is fucking awesome. Mm. But saying that you will, like categorically will achieve something, in my opinion is is just void. Because you don't yeah. you don't you don't know that. You can't know that. It's impossible to know that. If I was to say now I will be a professional natural bodybuilder in twenty twenty, that's impossible to say. I would like yeah. to be and that's my goal. But I don't, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to put it out there that I will be. I'm going to work as hard as I possibly can to be, but I don't know whether I will be or not. So I think a bit Mm. more realism would be nice because it rubs off on people. Like it means that other people that don't have the place to be setting such goals are setting these kind of goals. And what happens, George, when someone sets that kind of goal? Incredible upset. You know, incredible, yeah. incredible loss of motivation. And unfortunately, I think we're going to see a lot more people with that where they set these unfathomable goals or they're forced down the route of of setting a goal so high and a pressure of so high and they're told they can achieve it and they don't get it. It's not nice. Like I've told a few of my clients what their potential is. And I even told fucking like you today, 
Like I was honest yeah. with you with a situation that we've got right now with who you'll potentially be competing against. And I, and I told you point blank that, that this is going to be a situation and I won't talk about it on air, but you know, like I told you point blank about the situation and you were like, yep, I agree because you're like, I you're realistic. Yeah. you're very realistic, yeah. but we, we don't know. We don't know. Like I could be wrong. I could be quite, I could be wrong. And, uh, that's, that's just the way that I'd like maybe things to go a bit differently. Like, you know, obviously there's, there's, there's people that have the right and a place to be a bit, a bit more outlandish with their with their comments and their views. So, for example, if Ben Howard said, "I will be two-time lightweight world champion," I'd be like, "Yeah, cool. You probably will be," because like he's yeah. already done it, and it's like the the goal is is realistic. If Phil Heath says he's going to win another Olympia, it's realistic. It's like you know, but 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 putting like these goals out there, especially like with 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 people like clients and stuff, it's like. It's it's almost a bit worrying that that this is going to be the situation, and uh, and I just think it's it, it would it would upset me if I was told I was going to do something and I didn't do it. Mm. Um, I so I think I think you agree with that one because we talked about it before. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. Yeah. I think one of my one of my things is probably people getting recognised for doing the things correctly. Like for example, Bridgman. I I like the way he's gone on about his. Uh, assisted side is I just think it, it hasn't been recognized enough for me like too many people want to watch for example let's just use Brandon as an example again like and people are influenced by that and don't have a clue like what they should be doing how they should be doing it correctly like I'm not saying that my prep is the way you should be doing it however I just think that if someone could actually learn and if I can showcase how to do things the most efficiently instead of doing you know, a, a a crash diet of 1,000 calories per day and, you know, 1,000 calories of cardio per day two weeks out from your show and instead showing you that actually if you get, if you give yourself more time, mm. you can be on the situation of me where I'm not doing crazy amounts of output and I'm still eating over 3,000 calories. Yeah. I just wish that kind of had the recognition, but people are going to follow the people that have, you know, done this crash diet sort of thing and thinking, I don't know, just rest. I just want people to be recognise the realism of, of, of yeah, what the re- it actually takes. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think that gets enough credit if I'm honest with you. So that's kind of. But what it will I do, think. mate. I promise you, it will do. I will. It, like this, this year, this year is going to be your year in so many ways, so many ways. And uh, whether whether or not you realise it yet, um, you know, I don't. I don't care. But it will be. Yeah. <laughs> it will be, mate. Um, it absolutely yeah. will be. So. Yeah, man. Should we should we take one more? And then we'll finish up. Uh, yeah, we'll take one more. Um, I've got, I've got one. If you want me uh, to pull one up, so it. yeah, you go go for one on your end. I think mine are very gone through these, and you've gone through these before. Okay, cool. Do 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 do. Let's talk a good one. All right. So after this year of competing, you have. A five-year goal in the pipeline. This is Alex, by the way, who we trained with. Um, oh, yeah. He's asking sort of like, so you've competed this year. What's the goal after that from a competitive standpoint and also a business standpoint over like the next five years? What's your like sort of five-year goal? Where do you want to be in five years, uh, George? George I, I would like to be... Um, famous. I'd like to be, uh, not gonna lie, yeah, I'd love I to know, be famous. I, know you do, I, yeah. I would love to be famous. I've always, when I was younger, I always wanted to be famous. I don't know why. 
I always just wanted to be. Um, I would like to take my YouTube full time, definitely for sure. One day that would be fucking absolutely amazing. Um, I, I want to be an like a, I just want to be an entertainer, an influencer, but doing things more relatable. Like I've watched so many people, like Christian Guzman. I watched his stuff; it's like a bloody movie. Fucking I'm thinking, cry. It is. Yeah, I watched his show like day one just, just to watch the the production of it. And I was like, what yeah. the fuck is this? Like, yeah, like, but I but wow. I, I sit here and go, Christ, my life is nothing like that. But I just want to be fake, not fake. I just want to be an influencer and influence people, but not change the way I am and change like this current situation I'm in, if that makes sense. But just have that following behind me. Yes. Um, so that's kind of the goal. From a business standpoint, I would love to be. Uh, I would love to be. A com- I would love to prep. Uh, like I'd love to be like a Matt Jadson or you know a, a competition prep coach, if you want to call it that. Uh, I I would love to do that, uh, but I, I definitely believe that you you need to. I, I I don't know why, but I just feel I feel like like don't get me wrong. I'm I'm competing because of myself, and I want to do it for myself. But I'm also actually doing it from a business standpoint as well. Good because if I can get if if I can get some that experience underneath my belt, you know, the audience are going to be more attracted. Like they're seeing how I can get into shape. People are influenced by that. Mm. And I'm finding now that I'm getting more inquiries about, you know, competition prep, coaching and all that type of stuff just through me prepping. That makes sense. So I, I definitely am competing to imp- increase my, and my following's gone up through, through just doing it as well. Like I've gained oh, yeah. oh, crazy yeah. amount. Get your ass it. out and you get loads coming in. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, I, I'm the type of person. I mean, that's I just live in a moment, really. A moment. I don't you really do. think about what I'm doing five the time. I just go take each day by it is and uh, see how it goes. It's that's perfect. kind of what I think. How about you? Uh, what's your What's your five goal? Years five years time. Year? Five years time. So I I I think I'd like to be in a position where. Ultimately, number one goal is the health of of myself, my family, and and Danny. I think that's like num number one goal is I'd like everyone to be super super healthy. Um, yeah, that's that's like I, I don't care about anything else to be honest. Like reality, like as long as we're all healthy, that'd be great. Um, I'd like to be in a position where I was prepping very high level athletes on a consistent basis. So I'm talking like prepping professionals to the stage. I'd like mm. to have I'd like to have made professionals as well. So I'd like to have had people that I've worked with and I've taken them from an amateur to a pro to winning pro shows. I yeah. I'd love that so much. Like I look up to at the moment probably the most the the biggest person that I look up to in natural bodybuilding is probably Cliff. Um just because he coaches such a wide plethora of amazing naturals and some assisted too. It's just yeah. awesome his job. I want to do more of that and uh, ultimately like actually what motivates me as well is is just continuing to do what I'm already doing I actually love coaching junior bodybuilders Uh, I do believe that consistently year in year out I'm going to have some of the best juniors in the UK under my coaching Uh, I proved it last year and I had I had like four of the five in the pre and BF British finals like were my guys so I, I do believe that and that's not just out of like being lucky that's about attracting attention and having people's trust and yeah I think there was some mistakes that I, I made there that I, I learned from and I think that this year I won't make them and I'm in a position where the people that I've got are all going to be on the money like I, I'm very confident of that because I've, I've made the right decisions prior to, to getting them to this this stage and I, I think that all the people that are going to be in the finals this year are going to be absolutely bang on 
and that's yeah. what, that's what, that's my goal this year. Um, five year goals, like myself, like obviously I'd love to be a professional natural. I'd I'd like to be by that point. Uh, I mean, uh, it kind of like produces a little bit of like a fear in 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 me a little bit as to sort of saying this goal. But I'd I'd like to have won a professional title. I'd like to have won the WNBF Pro Lightweight title by that point um yeah at the worlds i'd like to have done what what prime whitaker has done like one 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 the like i'd like to win what what ben howard won last year that yeah. kind of thing um that's 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 what i'd like to have done in five years so where, where will that take us like 2024 2025 ish <sighs> yeah that's um that's a t- that's a very tough goal i'd like to have done that though by that point that would be that would be yeah. That would be amazing in my books. If I'm able to do that, um, that would be fantastic. Obviously, like training-wise, I'd love to be just, just injury-free and being able to train well yeah. and um, having a great relationship as well. Like From my perspective, I think I've, I've found, like not to be soppy, but I think I've found someone that I'll, I'll be with in, in five years' time. Um, I've, me and Danny literally like when we're on holiday in a couple of weeks time, it'll be our year anniversary together. I know you just, just came up to a year with your girlfriend as well. Like, yeah. you know, I think when you've been together for someone with someone for a year, um, especially from like not taking anything away from you guys, but for me and Danny, like we've been living together for like six months now, pretty much. And we're obviously moving in together very, very soon, even though we're already kind of doing that. So like to be yeah. with someone for that length of time, like every single day and not like, we I said to Danny the other day, like I've never, we, me and her have never raised our voices at each other ever in one year, like never, mm-hmm. like we've never shouted at each other. Uh, I think we've gotten upset at each other, like not not directly straight at each other, but maybe like something little's happened and it's like got one of us a little bit upset, tiny bit upset. Yeah. I think in the whole year that happened twice, you know. So like to have that kind of relationship is. It's something that I never thought that I would have, actually, to be honest. Yeah. So I'm um, very confident that that will still be something in, in five years' time, to be honest. Um, uh, here's Danny listening to this saying, fuck no. <laughs> 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 um, but no, seriously, like, I think that would be that would be awesome as well. And, and then obviously, like, you know, like outside of that, like a, a very a, a small goal like I've always wanted to have um or own a a pretty a pretty nice vehicle i'm 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 very into my cars and my motorsport and i'd just love to like even if it's for just a bit like just a short period of time i'd like to own something just just silly like Mm. uh like a a supercar kind of thing just own that for a little bit i won't keep it for very long it won't be something that i'd i'd practically use consistently but it'll be something that i'd just like sort of hat it's 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 return on investment would be fine and i could just get and then yeah and then give it back kind of thing um yeah. but that's something i'd always like to do and just have that for like maybe a year or something and drive my dad around it and get my dad yeah. insured in it as well because he loves cars as well so yeah that that would be something that i'd like to do as well um and return return the investment that my dad gave to me when uh, I was young in terms of motorsport. He, he, he paid out a lot of money to, to get me through motorsport. So I'd like to do something for him, whether it's something, something. I don't know whether I'll listen to this. I don't want to say anything. But I'd like yeah. to do something for him to return the investment that he gave me. Yeah. And, and that's always something that actually, funny enough, when I'm working and I'm like gaining momentum with my business, it's, it's always been in the back of my head. Like he spent yeah. thousands and thousands of pounds on me and oh, I, I, I am going to pay that back. Um in whatever fashion it is so 
yeah that's that I think that's about well, my list girls. sounded so much better than mine mate mine was just me being selfish and, nah uh, shut up shut and you've up. got you got, you got first digs so you got first digs it's yeah. always worse with first digs because when someone's talking you, you, you're already thinking about your answer yeah so, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so, yeah but man I think we'll leave that there because probably people have yeah probably like you know finished their hour of cardio by now <laughs> <laughs> they've been set up for half an hour and they've gone for an hour, gone for an hour at level Mate, 12 I'm, I'm gutted because I'm not going to be able to listen to this whilst doing my cardio because I already uh, know what's going to happen yeah so, no, it's no, kind of shit I've got to do some steps anyway I've got 2,500 steps to do nice. so I'll be walking up that hill um, yes. then having don't, get, don't get hit by a cow mate cause oh yeah fuck yeah now Hopefully there's no cows about. Sunday night oh, should be quiet. shit yourself. Mate, why did you do that? Like, you, you said, oh, like, you, really, you shut yourself whilst going for steps. Like, what the hell did you do? Like, did you not, did you not feel it coming out of you or not? I thought, I, I thought I'd make it back in time, but I didn't. <laughs> it was just a nightmare, that. Um, those poor joggers, well, you still actually like them joggers. <laughs> yeah, they, they were a mess. Fantastic. They were a mess. Fantastic. Um, I, mean, I, I literally was watching it. I, I I wasn't laughing at the time. I was just like, "You're fucking tall, man! Like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, but but fantastic job, you know? Like, that's amazing. I've not heard of anyone. Highlight highlight my prep that. Just shitting yourself on a walk. Shitting myself. I mean, like, you still got the steps finished. So. Yeah, can't wait. Luckily, Ex- I don't need shit extra weight as well, like more resistance. So probably burn more calories. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it. We'll leave it there before we start chatting shit. Yeah. I'll let George get his steps yeah. done, and then, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll be both be both back in the gym tomorrow after rest day. And uh, yeah. and as always, guys, share it around, take a screenshot, put in your stories, kind of thing. We'll probably spend uh, the whole day tomorrow, sort of doing story story reshares, um, uh, which is greatly appreciated. And of course, any yes, questions, sure. just 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 ask below. All right, guys, cheers. All right, see you later. See you later. Oi.